Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am here with Steve Hoffman, also known as Captain Hoff. He is the captain and CEO of Founderspace, one of the world's largest leading startup accelerators. Founderspace was ranked the number one incubator for overseas startups by Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazines. Hoffman is also a venture investor, serial entrepreneur, and author of several award-winning books, which we're going to talk about later. The one book we're going to talk about is Surviving a Startup, published by HarperCollins. Steve, thanks for being on the show. How are you? Fantastic to be here. So, Steve, we connected um, through Charles Joe, a little shout out to him, through the startup uh, study group, you know, the huge um, Slack community that Charles has started, which is like, I think it's over twelve or 13,000 members now, you know, entrepreneurs helping one another out, you know, with, you know, how to, you know, literally how to start a startup, or where the where the pitfalls are, or where to um, transition your mind to be more successful. And so... You know, the first question off the bat is, you know, you have founder space and it is the world's leading startup accelerator. So or one of, you know, why did you start founder space? What was the uh, the inkling in your mind of, you know, hey, I need to start this and help other people? Well, I've done three venture funded startups, two bootstrap startups, and I know what entrepreneurs go through. I've been in the trenches. I've done everything, you know building the product, launching the product, marketing the product, dealing with customers, you know, how do you best deal with them, raising capital, all of it. And I had a lot of knowledge to share. So I started by helping my friends raising money and it just grew from there. I, I, well, I love that you have a goal in mind in the sense that you're helping, like, I think that's what any entrepreneur does is this, I need to help somebody and, and it also is just that passion that kind of flows through. It, it, it delivers a purpose in their work. So, you know, the biggest thing, because um, I we were going through um, surviving a startup and, and the list of, you know, um, when we had our little green room session and a few, you know, talked about a few weeks ago where you were going through, like, in detail <laughs> how to uh, maneuver in certain functions within a startup like operations, marketing, you know, venture capital, you know, why did you write Surviving a Startup? And, you know, what are kind of the um, the high level, I would say, of what people would get from if they um, if they were going to read the book in the sense that maybe they want to read on specific challenge that they have in, like, operations? You know, it's not just a – what kind of book is it? Is it a book that you fully read or is it a book where you could take a chapter and read it? Like, what what is the kind of the end goal you kind of want for, you know, for Peter, people to, you know, um, download – Buy your book. So when I wrote the book, I was very intent upon taking all the knowledge from all the experience I personally had running startups, as well as all the startups I work with. So I work with hundreds of entrepreneurs that come through Founderspace, helping them grow their companies. And I see where they hit walls. You know, a lot of times it's in fundraising. Can't raise the money, even though they have a great product. Other times it's in marketing. How do I take this product out to the world? Other times it's in how they relate to their customers, you know, how they get to know them, how they service them, what experiences they create. All these different things are part of doing a startup. And the book, you know, I just accumulated so many experiences, so much knowledge, a lot of it that isn't really out there. I wanted to put that in the book and I divide it into sections. So if people are interested in just raising capital or just guerrilla marketing, 
they can focus on those sections, but most people want to read the whole book because it really encapsulates, it's kind of like a Bible of everything you need to know as an entrepreneur so you can survive. I really like that. I, I actually looked at, um, we were talking about the, the, the different sections in the sense that um, people like to read lists in the sense of how, how to earmark and how to kind of go through things. But I, I love that the, you, you're adding an experience in the sense of reading kind of the whole thing to see a holistic view. Because, you know, if you do something in operations, that's going to change something else. So, you know, how can entrepreneurs develop a success, like a successful business mindset? Because there's a lot of things that you're having in the sense of action. Um, but how can they, you know, in the, the root of the source, they, themselves, um, and, you know, from your experience of developing a good mindset, as well as how does that impact customer experience? I will tell you, when I go to entrepreneurs, and I've done it myself, I look at the really successful ones. They share something in common. And this is their mindset focused around helping people around them achieve their goals. Now, this sounds simple, but it applies to literally everything you do. So there are different ways to run a company. But the one I like is where you're the CEO. You're basically setting the company culture by what you do, what you focus on, how you go about it. So I tell the CEO, the first thing you need to do is look for people who really want to help other people. Those are the ones, bring them into your company. They are gold because whether they're an engineer, whether they're a marketing person, whether they're sales, it doesn't matter. They, if they help other people, first of all, they're all going to be helping each other. You're really going to build a cohesive team. Your job as CEO isn't necessarily to drive them to work harder, you know, to push them to do these things. Your job is to support them and have them come up with the goals they want to achieve to get the company to the next level. And then you provide the resources, the guidance, everything they need. Now, a lot of people say, the CEO helping people, is that the role of servicing people? Is that the role of the CEO? And I say, absolutely. You know, it doesn't just apply to serving your customer. That mindset applies to everything. When you go out to venture capitalists, I will tell you, the best way to raise money from a venture capitalist is not to try to pitch them, sell them on your idea. You know, everybody's trying to sell them. But the best way to engage VC is to actually start a dialogue. And with the mindset that you're going to help this venture capitalist come to the decision that's best for the venture capitalist. If you do this, you will spend more time listening, more time answering their questions. You will really engage with them. And I will tell you, I'm a venture investor. I know, you know, hundreds of venture investors out there. What we like, we like entrepreneurs we can work with, entrepreneurs we can collaborate with, entrepreneurs who actually, you know, look at us and bring us into their company. So having this mindset works everywhere. When you go out to research your product at the beginning and you're talking to customers, don't go out trying to sell them some idea in your head because that idea might not even be right. Like you're just beginning. Go out there and find what they need. Service them. Look at their problems, their anxieties. Think, listen to them. This mindset, the entire way through your company, and it starts at the beginning, and then later when you're a big organization, you're serving millions of customers around the world, your company will have this culture. And that is one of the most valuable things. 
I love that. I mean, I love that from the beginning in the sense of there's a lot of CEOs that um, you see in this in, in today's age. Um, not a, well, there's there's also a lot of good ones, and there's also a lot of not so good ones in the sense of where do they put their focus and their value. And um, one person in particular that is a really good one that I've noticed is um, Dan Price. I've, I've seen his stuff uh, with, I think it's gravity payments, but he talks about, you know, hey, I have a Tesla um, and he shows a picture of it. But the amazing thing is, is that it's not the Tesla in the photo. It's the story behind it. He says, I gave a minimum wage to, you know, my employees at 70K. That's minimum. He says, now it's probably about 100. That was like th three years ago, it was 70K. Now it's about 100. But he's like, he, the employees bought him the Tesla out of gratitude and being grateful for what he has done for them. So they pitched in to the little potluck saying, hey, we love what you're doing. And he, I mean, he talks about government, um, you know, hearing from your employees, like, you know, should we work from home? Should we do hybrid? And he's like, just ask the employees, send out a survey and just ask them, what do they want? and collect individual responses so that everybody feels like they have a voice. So that, go ahead, or Steve, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that is exactly what I recommend. Like in the book, I have a rule and for, for managers, whether you're the CEO or managing a team, it's called ask, don't tell. So the best managers I've ever worked for, the best managers I see out there, they're always going to their employees and asking them, what should we do now? Where should we go? How can we hit that goal? They are engaging their employees, turning them on. They are like turning them into owners of the company. So really, so many managers I know are, think their role is to tell everybody what to do. And actually it's the opposite. It's to ask them what they should be doing in their job, getting them to think about it, and then supporting them to do it. Well, let me first say that your customers are everybody. Like your customers are your employees, your customers are your investors, your customers are uh, your strategic partners and your customers are your customers. Like everybody, if you treat everybody like a customer and really value them, even people that are applying to your company, like they are, you know, you might not accept them and, and bring them on board, but they are applying to your company. They should be treated like a customer with respect, getting back to them in a timely manner. All these things that I know you've experienced this yourself, all these things matter. So, um, when I work with startups, I can tell you, I'm working, I can tell you about a startup I'm working with right now. So startup is called Intro. And what they do is they make introductions in an app to investors. So any entrepreneur out there can literally go on this app and upload a video and it's playing in front of all these investors. It's like, imagine Tinder meets AngelList. So it's really cool. So I've been going, working with him on all aspects fundraising, how to develop the app. And he's a really smart CEO. And basically, he really, like I'm his customer, I'm a venture investor, right? So he wants me on the platform, you know, looking at these startups. He just went through question after question after question, asking me, like, what do I think of this? What do I think of that? And he is doing that for every uh, single venture person brings on, trying to get as much information as they will give him as possible to make that product better. He is also, when the startups join, he is treating them like customers. So he doesn't let any startup just join. Every startup has to have a conversation. Every startup has to call, book an appointment. And then what they're building is a really strong, vibrant community where everybody's been vetted and everybody has been told personally, 
why they're on the platform, and how to create value on the platform. So it's a really interesting way to launch a new product. And a lot of people just put the app out there. They don't do that. So that, that in itself is something that I think every startup can learn. Steve, that is an interesting story, kind of how they had a product and idea and that helped them with their customer experience of, of, of not only with the customer experience, but understanding the VCs and how they would help, how that would help them out too. So enough about, you know, you know, founders space, you know, your book and everything, but it's more about you in the sense of the man behind the scenes. So why do you do what you do? What do you do for, you know, why do you get up in the morning? And that's the first thing you think of as helping other entrepreneurs. I am passionate about discovering the world, about new ideas, and about helping and meeting amazing people. So I feel very fortunate to be in the job I'm in because it allows me to engage incredibly smart people all over the world who are doing things that will have a huge impact. And, you know, I help them because I can share my experience and what I've learned working with other entrepreneurs, but I also learn from them. So they are teaching me, each one of them is, you know, an expert in their business, what they're doing. And in order to help them, I have to learn that. So that challenge of actually always learning, always getting more knowledge, and then in turn sharing that knowledge, that's what drives me. I mean, I think that everybody achieved, wants to achieve that. I think that is a very much um, an abundant mindset in the sense of where do you get your worth? How do you help that? You know, how do you expound upon that? So besides work, what other other ways that you kind of fill up your cup in the sense of, you know, to be your best self? What do you do as for a hobby and what do you do for health-wise that, um, you know, lead to more of a, a, a overall healthy, holistic life? I will tell you what I do to stay healthy. First of all, I try not to stress myself out. I always remind myself, you know, if there's a problem, does it really matter? Because every time in my life that I've had a problem that I thought was just end of the world, it was like driving me crazy. Literally, the next year, I could hardly remember that problem. Five years later, that problem didn't even exist. It made no difference, no matter how serious I thought it was at the time. So that perspective, I remind myself, look, you might think this is a problem five years from now. I guarantee you won't even remember it. The other thing I do is I banished sugar from my diet. Like sugar, I found really wasn't helping. It would like boost me up, give me that sugar high, drop me down. So I banished that. It made me lose weight, but it also made me feel a lot better, have a lot more energy. And I eat really healthy. I exercise every single day, like I, I exercise. And then I'm always uh, listening to audiobooks and reading. Like I go through literally one book a week, at least, because to me, it's such a joy to gain this knowledge because I know the knowledge just isn't for me. I can share it with all these other people that I work with every time I accumulate a little more knowledge. And also, I try to have new experiences. So right now, I gave up my home. I'm literally traveling full-time. I am living out of Airbnb, traveling right now all across America. I've been across the whole country, and I'm on my way back now to San Francisco, Silicon Valley. And then after that, I'm just going to go abroad and continue traveling, finding 
amazing people and collaborators. Basically, the uh, the learning nomad. You're going in your. Um, it's almost kind of the walkabout with all the, all the Aussies do. Um, you know, the Native American tribes where they do their walkabout to kind of find find themselves. But you already found that yourself. You're just sharing that wealth of knowledge with other people, and you're learning from them too. Um, I love that, Steve. I I really do appreciate that. And I really appreciate you, and grateful that you're on this episode. You know, talking about founder space, um, your your background surviving a startup kind of you know i think in a culmination of constantly learning but sharing that knowledge with other people and, and learning for them too so steve you know very grateful and thank you for being on this episode thank you for having me and to all the converged coffee drinkers out there that's a wrap